Welcome to But Is It? The podcast where we have thoughts, we have opinions, we have questions. I'm Beth. I'm Tracy. On this podcast, we're looking at pop culture through an intersectional feminist lens to see if these movies, TV shows, books, etc. are truly what we believe them to be. Last week, we answered the question, is Bring It On Feminist? This week, we're digging into the current fave, Wednesday, to consider the relationships portrayed in the show and Wednesday herself as a feminist character. So we do want to mention that this last episode, this episode, and a few we have lined up are really focusing on looking at whether things are feminist, but we do just want to be clear that we plan to touch on a lot of topics throughout this season, including racism and queer issues. Uh, so just know that some of those topics are coming up, but for the time being, we are kind of focusing on examining things as feminist. Um, so a little bit about Wednesday. Um, it's a TV show released just last year, 2022, on Netflix, created by Al Goff and Miles Miller, and it's starring Jenna Ortega, who I'm kind of obsessed with, Emma Myers, Gwendolyn Christie, and Christina Ricci. And it follows Wednesday Adams' years as a teen student as she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a killing spree, and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents. Um, and it is currently available on Netflix. So I don't exactly remember when I first saw Wednesday. I know it was like, I was starting to the party. Like I watched it way after everyone was already talking about it. <laughs> People were talking about her amazing dance that she choreographed herself. Like everyone was talking about all the things about Wednesday and I was finally like, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. And then I watched like the whole thing in maybe a day. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> uh, I watched it not when it first came out, but shortly after. I know for a fact I was watching it during Christmas because I have a tendency to really associate activities with the things I'm watching during those activities. Yeah. And I know that I was watching Wednesday as I was wrapping all of my Christmas presents. Um, and then because I was doing things while I was watching it, I definitely missed things. So I ended up going back and rewatching it like two more times just because I was like, oh, I like, I know I missed stuff. Like it got to something <laughs> yeah. and something would happen. I'd be like, no, but how did that happen? And then I have to go back and rewatch it. So, I mean, I've probably watched, watched this thing like four times and now my daughter has watched it like 14 times cause she's eight and she watches everything on repeat. Oh my gosh. So I've seen this show like a bajillion times at this point. I've seen it the once. <laughs> and it's not even been a year since it was released. <laughs> Um, so the question today is Wednesday celebrates female relationships, but is it feminist? Yeah. I mean, Wednesday herself, I've always considered to be kind of a feminist character from like way back when Christina Ricci had it. Oh, Christina Ricci. Can we talk about Christina Ricci? Yes. And just like how fantastic she is. And also we're going to have to talk about yellow jackets at some point on this podcast. Is she in that? She's in it and it's, she's so good. She plays unhinged so well. She's just... I cannot wait. So freaking talented. She is ingrained in my brain as uh, Now and Then and yes. Casper. Yeah. <laughs> Casper. And like I adore her in both of those movies from like the Wayback Machine. And yeah. So I've always loved... But I've always loved her in The Addams Family and The Addams Family Values, which I knew was a ridiculous movie, but I loved it anyways. But she was like so the best. Though. I haven't seen either one of those movies in so long and I was, I was desperately trying to like figure out a time and a way to watch them before... We did this podcast because, like, I really wanted to kind of dive back into they that. They were on Netflix for, like, a hot second, and now they're and gone. And now they're gone. I know. It was a whole thing. But the second one is where she goes to summer camp, right? Yes. And the scenes yeah. with her at summer camp are, I think, the best of the portrayal of that character. My favorite is when she was talking about just, like, 
burning down co- the colonists. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then she tries to burn the, the one chick on the stake. <laughs> the pilgrim. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Who incidentally oh. is the actress that plays Harmony and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I can't get past it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, don't need to get into that right now. No. That's, that's we'll get into that. that. That's we'll get into that on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Christina Ricci is phenomenal and I She's love that they brought phenomenal. her back for this show. Yes. As a this whole new different character. Whole new and character. I will say, like, I do love how Jenna Ortega portrays Wednesday. I think she is great. She's fantastic. She's great in this show. She's amazing. And she keeps popping up in things. Like, she's everywhere. Watch now. this and watch that. So I've seen, like, a ton of stuff. Like, yeah. I was watching a season of You that I had no idea she oh, was yeah. in. I know. At, like, a little young Jenna. She's still young, she's but, still like, young. a younger Jenna yeah. Ortega. And I was like, ooh, this, it, she was so good in it. Yeah. Well, and she's like the new It Girl, so now she's going to be everywhere. Oh, for sure. Which, deservedly. Yes. She's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So, great on her. But, I mean, just like Wednesday as like a as a feminist, yes. I love Wednesday her. Wednesday herself. She's always been strong. She's mm-hmm. always been different. She's always been a little weird, but in a way that we like love to celebrate. Yeah. And I feel like she gives this like really great place for girls that don't feel typical, that don't feel normal. And I say that in quoted fingers um <laughs> air quotes a place to be strong and interesting and accepted well and i like that she just doesn't care what other people think no nope. like she's just gonna go do her own thing and that kind of confidence i think is just what we should all aspire to for for not only girls and women but people yes right we should yeah. all just be able to be confident in who we are and know that we are yeah just doing our thing you know well, what I mean and I think like we can't really talk about Wednesday without talking about Morticia and Morticia I've always also seen in a very similar way as Wednesday as being this really strong feminist character to look up to yeah. who, who does her own thing who maybe loves a little differently and behaves a little differently and enjoys different things but it's so it's so great and like I- I think that's what disappointed me so much about the Wednesday and Morticia Morticia Adams relationship in this show is that like it felt so antithetical to who the Adamses are to me. Like I've always always seen it as like Gomez is just in love with life. He's in Mm -hmm. love with his family. He would do anything for his family. And Morticia is the same, Mm -hmm. you know, of just this like, deep like dark and demented but like deep (laughs) deep love for each other and unwavering and unconditional support of the other because they I mean I think what makes them like goal hashtag goals is like that they have unwavering support in their family because they know that they've raised their family to be who they are yes and to be individuals yeah and to and to do the right thing Mm -hmm. sometimes the the right thing is questionable but like I think morally generally it's right like you know protecting your brother you know and she's always very protective of her brother exactly and at least we got to see that in that sense of loyalty at least to her brother I mean that opening scene is like one of my favorite opening scenes in a tv show ever it was so good but I don't think like Canon Morticia and Gomez would have punished Wednesday for that no well in I think you and I do disagree on this, that I didn't see her going to Nevermore as punishment. Mm-hmm. I saw it as they took this opportunity because she was so resistant to going to this school because she didn't want to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. That this was the opportunity. Well, now you're out of 
you're out of excuses not to go. Can't send you anywhere else. So now you have to go to Nevermore. And they were so excited to get have her go there. Yeah. Because it was such a big part of their life. And they're like meeting each other, finding a place where they really felt like they were, they belonged and that they mm-hmm. were accepted and giving her that opportunity. And I think the most disappointing thing for me is how she was so resistant to it. And mm-hmm. it, that just didn't seem like the Wednesday we've known. Yeah. But I, I think this also goes to the, uh, maybe like the umbrella problem, right? Of like, how well do people write women and girls? Ding, right? ding, ding. Because, I mean, I don't know exactly who wrote this episode or any of the following episodes of Wednesday. Like, I don't know who wrote every episode, right? Because writer's rooms and who knows, mm-hmm. things change. Um, but... Uh, Al Goff and Miles Miller also wrote small or created Smallville, which maybe is a topic for another episode. But I had a similar issue. I just I just rewatched like all ten seasons <laughs> when I was packing to move, and um, and I think part of my issue with that show was how they wrote the teenage girls in the show. And I don't you know it wasn't always them writing mm-hmm. to be fair, but. Um, but it's just interesting that there's like this common through line of a problem for me of like how we, how society views teenage girls, mm-hmm. you know, because similar to Wednesday, it was like all these like love triangle problems and, and not communicating with each other and these like weird jealousies that do sometimes happen as teenage girls. But I think it's not the only thing about teenage girls. Like teenage yeah. girls aren't only silly and frivolous and obsessed with boys and, you know, jealous of each other and you know it's just and I think that's kind of that was kind of like something I bumped on with this show too is just like the I think the umbrella problem is like not were you know not was it punishment not or was Mm -hmm. it like just the opportunity was it it, it's more like how do we yeah portray and perceive female characters well and it's such an easy out to say like oh well she's a teenage girl she's obviously in conflict with her mother Right. It's very tropey. It's very... It's lazy. Yes. And yes, there are many teenage... It's not out of the norm for teenage girls to be... To butt heads against their parents, particularly their same-sex mm-hmm. parent. Yeah. That's not outside the norm, particularly between daughters and mothers. Yeah. But that's not always the case. And yeah. I do... I agree. Like, with the whole history that we have... And you can't really see this show without the entire history of the Adams family that we have. Yeah. Is that that's not the characters that we... That's not what we would expect from these two characters. Exactly. And it is. It's part of this lazy... And we see it in some of the other relationships between, you know, her... Like, the love triangle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a... It's such a lazy trope of, like, oh, of course she has these two love, love interests. And, of course, they're in this triangle because, you know, she's just kind of doing her own thing. And... It, yeah. It just seemed silly. Yeah. It, it, it took... It detracted. That's something that I bump into a lot with shows in general is, like, does there always have to be a love story? Does there always have to be a romantic component? Right. Does there, like, isn't, could, couldn't someone's life be complete without that? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think we're not alone in thinking this because from what I read in a lot yeah. of the reviews and criticisms against it, we're against those two things in particular. Yeah. Of these relationships that just didn't feel very appropriate, didn't, didn't feel realistic for that character yeah. and just didn't seem necessary in no. the story. No, because her, she, and I mean, I think it's also, like, 
canon Wednesday Adams mm-hmm. is probably not interested. Right? Like, I mean, maybe she will be later, yeah. but she is not right now because she's got bigger fish to fry. Right? You know what I mean? And I, that always feels like very true to Wednesday. Like, yes. I, I think Wednesday, like, as soon as she meets someone and falls in love, she's going to be full Gomez Adams. Right? But, like, she's focused on something else. Yeah. And I think that that's, again, like, women and girls, we are more than one yeah. thing. Well, and I think I would not have minded the love triangle as much if she hadn't fallen for one of them. Yeah. And that is like, like if she had just been true to Wednesday and been like, yo, these men love me. I don't give a shit. Bye. (laughs) I'm going to do my own thing. But there's like this, I do want to read this one thing that I looked up. It's from an article that, what is it? Um, the everygirl.com and it's Netflix Wednesday love triangle e-trope. It's basically saying everything that we're saying, how the love triangle was stupid and unnecessary. Yeah. But I love the way, um, she talks, they talk about Tyler like that public tantrum over the signals Tyler Tyler felt Wednesday was giving. Dude, she Kubrick stared into your soul a couple of times and asked you to drive her to the train station, therefore away from you. <laughs> and I just love, I, I'll never be able to say it as good as that. It's just right. like, dude, like if, if it had just stayed that, where it's all these guys just misreading the situation completely because she really legitimately doesn't care. Yeah, I exactly. would have loved it more. Yeah. I think that that's something that, society needs to have a talk with writers about you right? know what I mean of just like how do we move past this notion that everyone's interested in like romantic partners yeah. all the time that if there's no love story there's no story right even if it's a non-traditional love story sometimes we don't even need that or that if like or that the love story is what pushes this character's development right you know like there are so many more things yeah and there are so many more important yeah things, quite frankly well and there's the the relationships that she the friendships that she develops through like ev- that moved the storyline a lot more in my mind yeah is like her relationship with Enid yes and her relationship with Gwendolyn Christie's character um, Weems Principal mm-hmm. Weems and even her relationship with Bianca yeah um and how that kind of turned from like frenemy to like really true friendship and yeah. they supported each other even you know yeah and those were more interesting to watch mm-hmm I think. Yeah, and I think that that is something that just, for me, like, I would love to see more of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just things that are interesting. Right. Like, boy-girl first love relationships. I I mean, it's, I guess it's, maybe, and you know, maybe we're coming at this from our perspective of being adult women. Like, maybe if we were kids, teenagers, who this show arguably could be made for, maybe that is interesting. You know, because we have, maybe we haven't ever been in love. Maybe we yeah. haven't ever had a kid, like had our first kiss. Let's, maybe we haven't ever. The hormones are raging at that age. So whatever. maybe they like that. So maybe that's what it's about. And maybe we're wrong, right? Like, feel free to tell us in the comments. Like, are we wrong? <laughs> but like, it just, I don't know. It just seems like that's not the most interesting thing to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the horniest thing, but that's not the most interesting thing, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I want to hear about girls and women supporting each other and lifting each other up and helping each other be the best versions of themselves. Right. Like I want to hear about how you made this insane discovery all on your own. Like I want to hear about how your friend helped you see something inside of yourself that you hadn't seen before or whatever. Like that's all so much more interesting to me than like, Oh, two boys were fighting over me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I picked this one. He turned out to be a monster. (laughs) And I think that's more exciting to Wednesday. Yeah. You know? Yes. She's not into the romance. She's yeah. particularly, like, disgusted by the romance between her parents. She looks at her parents with, like, utter disgust. Like, ew. And, and 
like mortification. <laughs> it's like even if like down the road she does get this romance, it's not going to look like that because no. that's not Wednesday. No. And there's just she comes to life in different ways. Like Wednesday's going to show she loves you by tying you up and stuffing you in a closet. Yeah, or electrocuting you. Yeah. Or, you know, sticking a bunch of piranhas into the pool because the boys were mean to you. Exactly. <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> love. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing, too. I, I know we, we were just sitting here talking about how, like, oh, like, romance isn't the most important thing. And it's true. And, like, I know that a very common theme throughout life that we always hit on is, like, love is the most important thing. Like, there's nothing bigger than love. There's, But also, like, there are different kinds of love. Right. Like, the love we have for each other as friends. You know I what I mean? I love you, Tracy. Aw, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, like, that examination is what I would love to see more yeah. of in season two of this show. Well, it's just, I... like, the love between friends, the love between family, the love... And, like, the Gomez kind of love of, like, the love for just, like, everything in your right? life. Like, he's in love with his wife. He's in love with his kids. He's in love with the moon. He's in love with a sword. He's in love with just life. Yeah. I don't want to see more of that. He less... was in love with eating potpourri as chips. <laughs> yes. Like, and maybe like less obsessed, like obsession and just more like yeah. love. And like, that's, you know, I mean, well, maybe obsession is like the Adams family way of love. Obsession. But... but like, I feel like he has such like excitement and gratitude for the world around him. Yes. And it's nice to see that. And it's refreshing. Yes. And he brings such a great perspective to just everything, particularly for Wednesday, who mm-hmm. tends to be a little more like pessimistic a little more dark and he like very melancholy yes but he brings this like lightness such a great foil for her you know i want to see more of the family dynamics in future seasons i want to see them come back more because the way they interact and i do think that they you know the the love triangle it can go away yeah and the her and her mom came to terms by the end of the season. Yes. So I think that there's a lot of room for, and I hope that the creators and the writers take it mm-hmm. to listen to the fans and listen to what people are telling them to really take it in a different direction. Yeah. Because it has some, they ended it in a way that it has potential to go in this other direction and focus on different things and on different relationships. Mm-hmm. And well, and I think part of the charm of the Adams family in general, right? inside this show, outside of the show, whatever it is, is that it is strangers in a strange land, Mm -hmm. you know, extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and just them against the world. Yes. Like them against the world of normies when in reality, they're totally normal. They're just, their normal is just looks a little different from the outside. Right. But like, I think what Wednesday kind of misses is that that strangers in a strange land ness mm-hmm. of it all. Like, even though they're not, they, they're in our eyes, they're like the strange ones and this is a totally normal world. But for them, like everyone else is strange, you right. know? And I think that that's missing because you put this like extraordinary girl in these other extraordinary circumstances. And so it's like, and I think true drama is like some, I don't know if I learned this in like theater or whatever, but it's like drama comes from, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances or extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. And I think it's like, it misses that mark a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, it is kind of like everything is happening to her. Yeah. And it's a lot. (laughs) And you know, maybe that makes her very, you know, maybe the extraordinariness of everybody else in the story makes her just ordinary Mm -hmm. and these circumstances are still extraordinary and it 
but I don't know. There's just, I, I think there's something, I think it just misses that. Like we are the Adams family. We are the, like, we are, the, we are the weirdos, mister. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Another show we should talk about on this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, it's just, it misses, it just misses something for me in, in that. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was beautiful. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was a really, I did think that like the storyline was kind of riveting and, yeah. you know, I, I watched it all in like at least a couple of days, yeah. if not one, you know what I mean? So it's it, like, it's great. Yeah. It could be better. Yes. And I think it, I'm hoping it will be. I think it will be. I think, and I think too, like even when you listen to like how the actors talk about the show, like how Jenna Ortega talks about the show and um, I can't, I'm really bad with names, you guys. Um, the one who plays Enid. Yes. I can't remember like, her name right now either, but they, yes. I apologize, actress. I know. I... <laughs> I'm like, wait, let me go look. <laughs> let me go look back at our notes. <laughs> um, but either way, like, even the way they talk about it. They Emma have, Myers. Emma Myers. Th- sorry, Emma Myers. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're great and I love you. You're fantastic. <laughs> but even the way they talk about the show, they want the same things. Yeah. They really, they're really excited about these characters that they helped create and yeah. that they helped portray. Yes. And they really want them to go in these ways too. So I think that there's a lot of support for moving in this direction and I'm really excited. And really at the end of the day and like maybe, I mean, we, we asked the question like it does have these problematic relationships. It's not a perfect, mm-hmm. you know, telling, but like, is it still feminist? And I think so. Yeah. And I think it could be better, but it's still to me like, you know, I have an eight year old daughter who, you know. She's more of an eating it than a Wednesday, but it's like, if she's a little weird, like she has something to look up to. Yeah. She has, you know, this really great characters to look up. I mean, they're between Wednesday, Enid, Bianca, Principal Weems, Morticia. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, and you know, even just the young people for her to like look up to and see. And I feel really comfortable and confident with her seeing somebody like that and feeling inspired or accepted. Yeah. Well, and I think that is something that I love about Enid, too, is that, mm-hmm. like, on the surface, or on the outside, maybe not the surface, but on the outside, she's this, like, bright, pastel color, rainbow unicorns, smiley, happy, glitter kind of girl, and then on the inside, she's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Which I feel like that describes my daughter, like, pretty well. Like, she's pretty girly. She loves the color. She loves rainbow and sparkle and all that. But she'll be the first to say, like, she has a darkness. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's nice that she has somebody that has that, too. (laughs) She's so cute. I can't. So, I guess, in conclusion, the question is, Wednesday celebrates female relationships, but is it feminist? And I would say, yes, but it could do better. Yes. I agree. Yeah. It could be better. Thanks for joining us. As we answer the question, Wednesday celebrates female relationships, but is it feminist? We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on social media. We are at ButIsItPod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Tell us what you think and stay updated with what we've got going on. You can find additional information and references in our show notes. If you like what we're doing and you want to see more, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps us keep this podcast going. And please subscribe and leave us a review. That really helps us too. And thanks again. And don't forget to always have thoughts, have opinions, and have questions. At the time of recording this episode, 
The Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA, the Writers and Actors Unions, are currently on strike. We wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that we support the strike and encourage you to consider viewing content in ways that align with these efforts. If you are interested in helping support the artists and labor workers that are currently on strike, you can donate to the Entertainment Community Fund and we will put links in the show notes. But Is It Podcast is produced by Tracy Muller and Beth Hofelt. The artwork is by Anna Apperson. And music by Devin Wall. Thank you.